teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, take all the glory in Jesus' name. The first day of the month and is our month of God's enduring mercy. In the name of Jesus. And our scripture for the month is found in Psalm 89, verse 28. Psalm 89, verse 28. It says, My mercy I will keep for him forever. Hallelujah. And my covenant shall stand firm with him. Hallelujah. So my opening scripture today, by the grace of God, is Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Glory be to God in the highest. The pastor likes this. It's the Holy Spirit. If that's where he's taking us, that's where we'll be. But I will read just from 14. I will read from verse 12 so that we can get right into the heart of it. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven, and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence amongst my people if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If my people were called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Praise the Lord. Let me just start by again reminding us because we are all students of the Bible and we know these things very well. But if it's new to you, please come along with me. It's simple. You'll get it straight. Um, from verse 1, let me get into verse 1 of chapter 7 so that will give a big throw a light on it for us quickly. It says, when Solomon had finished praying, is somebody hearing me? Good. So you know where it's coming from. When Solomon had finished praying, glory be to God. So what happens when leaders begin to pray? In whatever capacity you're a leader, what happens when you begin to pray? I mean in earnest. not ritualistic praying. You recognize the fact that you have a responsibility over here and you begin to pray about it. Can I be frank with you? 
the devil has not been born that will upset you there if God says I put you here and you begin to pray no devil cannot sit you instead God's glory will descend on your assignment I'm talking to a father here this morning You think it's just because you have no how to sleep with a woman that's what makes you a father? It's a ministry. I'm talking to a woman here, a mother here this morning. The devil has played soccer in your home. The devil has used your, your home as his home turf. The time has come to tell me, go in the name of Jesus. Nonsense. In your place of divine assignment, the Bible didn't say his assistant prayed. Solomon prayed. At this point, the Bible didn't say David prayed. David had gone. Solomon was the king. It was his time. It was his assignment. The responsibility of, this, of, of the nation rests on his shoulders. Solomon prayed. Fire fell. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody, aren't you glad you're in church? Whether it's a business concern or ministry. Do you know who you are? Do you know what your assignment is? Whether it's your marriage, do you know who you are? Many of us give up very easily. You let the devil come in and scatter. He said, what God has joined, let not man. Most of us respect the devil more than we respect God. Who are we deceiving? Solomon prayed. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed. I'm telling someone here today, your prayer of today will consume something. In the name of Jesus, it will consume the sacrifice we are bringing. It will consume every opposition along your path. The Bible says, if you read, even the priest ran. Wasn't the devil? The priest, they fled. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Get ready. Fountain, I say get ready. In the name of Jesus, get ready. Verse 2, and the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter. Which devil will enter? I mean, talk to me. Which devil? When the priest could not enter, I say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. I'm calling somebody. I say, take your place. Come on. All the nonsense to stop. Whether in your private life or in your ministry life, in your business life, all the nonsense you stop. It's time to arise. 
and take charge. There's no vacuum in leadership. If you create a vacuum, the devil will snatch it. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed. Oh, bad people to pray. One thing God is making, He said, You just take your place. Watch. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Uh-uh. What you fail to realize that for everything he does, he must be glorified. Otherwise, he won't do it. And that's why we advise that anything we do, we must glorify God in it. You know what? He will not share his glory. Some demons are showing their power. It's because you have not given attention to the glory of God. True. I say whether it's in your private life, your marriage, the lives of your children, your home, your business, your ministry. How do you handle his glory? Anyway, so you see how that chapter started? I know who, the occasion. It was the dedication of the temple. Dedication of the temple. So it wasn't like they had sinned and God was about to punish them. No! It was because God was thrilled. He was satisfied with them. He enjoyed his people. So he came down like fire. He came down fire. His glory filled the temple. That was the occasion. So it wasn't because they had sinned. The truth is, if you want to worship him, let's worship him. Want to play games? Then please. When the true worship starts, game players will begin to move out. I promise you. So it was in this context that we find ourselves in verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. He volunteered what he said. He wasn't forced. He said, when I shut the heaven, not because of your sin, no, no, no. If on any occasion I do that, there is no rain, and there is no rain. Or command the locusts to devour the land. If anything is going wrong with the land. Or send pestilence among my people, like COVID. I'm not saying God sent it. No, no, no. I mean, it's a pestilence. COVID, like COVID. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Hallelujah. Now, I know what some people are thinking. Say, he doesn't understand the difference between the Old and the New Testament. I do. 
He said, can't you? He doesn't even understand. He's reading if. Oh, yes. This if is not, it's got nothing to do with Old or New Testament. There's a principle here, and that's why I took time to let you see that it wasn't because they had sinned or they had committed something. No, 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 no. If I was coming out of a sweet fellowship, love between God and his people, he was a blessing. He was telling himself, look, you know what? Even if this happened, this is what you need to do. Because I've chosen this place. Why would you want them to do anything? Because God will not oppose himself. Say the heaven of heaven belongs to him, the earth has come to the sons of men. So it's what you want that he will do for you. It's what you want for yourself that he will do for you. So if you, I will do that. So with this in mind, I just want to take us on a few, just a few minutes journey. I feel the fire. I love excited. I feel like today is somebody's birthday. You know, every revelation is a new beginning. Hear me again. If God puts you in a place and you don't take charge, right before your eyes, it will go. And don't make the mistake that God didn't know what he was doing. He saw you before he chose you. He said, what if I had made mistakes in the place where God has put me? Who put you there? Who defined what you should do? So to whom have you made mistakes? Then why are you going to the people? Go back to him. What's wrong with you? God chose you, appointed you, he gave you an assignment. You made a mistake and you want the people to judge you. They will kill you. David knew better. I would rather fall into the hand of God than that of man. That's even why you make a mistake. But there's some things you just want to quickly draw from here. Uh, I think in the book of Proverbs, there it is. Where the Bible says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation. Please don't let's lie, don't let's deceive ourselves. I hear a lot of people say, hey, all they do is pray, pray. These people do those who are not praying. Why are you so foolish and so myopic? And I'm not making excuses for mediocrity. No. But I'm saying don't make that mistake again. These people that you are referring to go back into their history and see their foundation. It is Christianity. It is prayers. They might have digressed from it. And those who are there now don't even know how they got to where they are. That's why that when COVID will come, you see all of them being wiped out. God forbid. You are praising them for not praying. Praise them for that. Now let's hear you. God is God and He holds the sovereignty. Again, let me say this I'm not encouraging people to mediocrity. And at the same time, I'm not saying that we should shun the protocols of COVID. If we are wise enough, we should do everything we are asked to do to stay alive and agile. But the righteousness exhausts a nation. There's, there's no lie in that. That's the truth. And one thing I want to just quickly bring out of this place because of my time is the fact that God has a people in every nation. You say, really? Yeah. 
Even the 99.9% of the religion, God has a remnant there. He does. And God gives opportunity to every nation to establish his people. He does. That's why you hear Peter declare the house of Cornelius. There is no partiality with God, but in every nation, he that should work, that dwelt righteously is accepted. In every nation. God has a people in every nation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. And of course, it will look to me, honest, from the scripture, that to the extent that that nation rises or falls depends on its people in that nation. That's what I'm saying. What are you seeing from this scripture? As goes the church, goes the nation. If my people Pastor, I've seen this too much in Nigeria. That's not the condition. Whatever may before you, if my people. What if everybody don't care? If my people. Everybody is doing what they want. Eh? Are you everybody? My people! Eh, but I'm not popular. Who is talking popularity? What has popularity done for us? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, I'll come to that in a minute. So it will seem to me that the state of the nation Is directly the assessment of the church. In fact, somebody said, when God wants to judge a nation, he will judge the church. some responsibility so I paused a moment I said why his people and that got me looking at the qualities and the characteristics of these people in fact I wrote here my little scientific mind that means that if God can touch his church if he can touch his people in a nation he has touched the nation If God wants to bless a nation, watch the church. Glibly, you see, we say, oh, these doomsday preachers, doomsday preachers, uh, uh, we start from how to go, but come on, let's face it. Where do you expect it to start from? From here. Of course, the church. 
And the more mature you believe you are, the more of a leader you believe you are, the more responsibilities are reposed on you. We know you have your interest, you have your safety interest, you have, yeah, oh, we all do. But remember, I've chosen this place as my place of sacrifice. So, who are these people? It says they are members of my own household, Ephesians. Members of the household of God. Hallelujah. You think he will just put a demand on you where he has not invested? Who are these people? They are kings. They are the ones that reigns on earth. They may choose not to see themselves as such and become slaves of the devil everywhere. That's their problem. But I will that they will wake up and see who they are. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Who are these ones? John chapter 1 verse 12. They are the sons of God, just like Jesus walked the earth and took control. Who are these ones? Who are these people? We forget ourselves. We compete, we want to be like the world. It's, I don't, it's, it's unfortunate. I'm talking the body of Christ. We're part of it, you know that. Who are these people? They are all around blessed. 